In order, to, in order to answer the question that we were left with a few weeks ago, it's been, there's been a uh, break, in order to answer that question, which I'll review in a minute, we have to, we have to spend um, a, a couple of, a couple of shiurim, a couple of weeks, discussing a very big yisait in Hasidus and Avayi Hashem. <coughs> the question that we were left with after after our introductory weeks working on the Indian of Vatamachayas Kulam, everything is a Lakulis place also Panuiminative is no place without God as the Yesoda Volchasidis. So we were left with a question that many great people had asked. A question regarding the strange division that we find in this world between places of Kedusha and places of Tumah. That, that there are places in this world that seem to have um, a higher degree. Not seem to have, that, that have. That <coughs> Halachically have. And Metziahs have a higher degree of Kedusha. The Makarmis Kedusha in Israel, of course, and then Kivrei Tzadikim and so on, that there are places of Kedusha, and that there are places of Tumah, there are places of impurity, from the, from the Beis HaKisei, where a person is not allowed to say the name of Hashem, or even think thoughts of Torah, in the bathroom, to places in the world where we're forbidden to go, not because of the Kedusha, but because of the Tumah, places of Avadazar and so on. So this division that, that's in the world, where Halach is Kaveya, that there are Makarmis Kedoshim and the Makarmis Tameim, and then it seems that the rest of the world has this neutral, this neutral status of being open for business, I mean, if you want, you could open up a shul in that place, and you could daven in that place, and so on. It leads us to the question of, of how can that possibly be? What is the meaning of a makam kaddish and a makam tamay? If everything is a lokus. This is a question that bothered very great people. And this was a cause of uh, this was a cause of uh, of concern. In response to the to the Torah of the Balshab that we've been learning about, and we're going to learn more about, and there were great tzaddikim who were very concerned. Where could the, where would this lead? So in order to 
in order to respond to that important question, we're going to spend a few weeks talking about the Yisod of Makif and Panini. To try to understand it in a clear way, these are two words that anybody that learns Chassidus comes across all the time. Makif and Panimi. These are the shinies that are found in 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 Kisvei in Kisveri. Iris Makifim, lights that surround, and Iris Panimium and lights inner lights that fill. In the Lashon of the Zara Kodesh, an orphan in this farm, we find Soivev Kal Almin, Umamali Kal That Hashem surrounds all worlds and that Hashem fills all worlds. There are two types of iris Makifim and Pnimim, surrounding and filling, outer and inner. Now, what we're going to learn now is based upon the Derech Mitzvah Secha of the Tzamech Tzadik in the Mitzvah of Puruvu. So those who have Derech Mitzvah Secha, you would enjoy and benefit greatly by looking at it, by learning it, not looking at it, but learning it inside. It would be a very, very long limut for us to do that together inside. But what we're learning now is based upon an attempt to try to understand what the Tzemach Tzedek is talking about there in the Mitzvah Purov and Derech Mitzvah Where we find that there are three essential differences between Makif and Pnimi. That's what we're going to talk about this week and next week, Mitzvah Three essential differences between Makif and Pnimi. Because what does that mean, that God surrounds and God fills. God God is everything. So what is that distinction between Makif and Panimi? Aris Makif and Aris Panimium. What does that mean? How are we to understand that? So there's nowhere else in Kisveh Hasidus where this is explained as extensively and as clearly in, as in Chabad. And as always, the Tzamech Tzedek carves the Indian completely. So the first chilek is as follows. Pnimi, when we talk about or, light, let's first light. Light is a, is a code word for many things in Chesidus. But the most obvious and the most common thing that light is referring to is hashpa. Hashpa. Influence. Teaching can be called or the teacher is trying to illuminate the awareness, the mind of the student. Or means hashpa. So the Tzemach explains that Pnimi is mashma when there is an attempt for the mashpia, for the one who is being mashpia, the or, 
to do so in such a way where it is custom designed for the Makabal, where it fits the one who is targeted to receive this hashbar. We'll give two mashalom in a minute. And because of that, this hashbar has the ability to penetrate the mushpa, the one who's receiving it, and to become fully integrated in the person who's receiving that hashbar, that light. came when it comes to makif, makif is not custom designed. Surrounding light is not custom designed. The feed the makabal, according to the makabal. It's a general hashbar that does not enter into the primias of the one who's receiving it, but rather it remains external to the recipient. Now, in Chabad, there are famous mashalom that are used, beginning from the Alter Rebbe all the way down to the Rebbe Shusi Elena. that when it comes to Orpnimi, the marshal is given of the hashpah of a rabbi and a student. When it comes to Ormakiv, the marshal is used of the light of the sun as it affects the world. So let's try to just, I'm sure many of you have seen this, I've learned this, and I'm sorry if it's old <coughs> news, but it's, it needs to be reviewed and to be understood to review, be reviewed again and again. The Rebbe, when teaching the, when teaching the Talmud, ideally, as it says in Tanya, the ideal Limud is one-on-one. That's the ideal Limud. A father and a son, a Rebbe and a Talmud, where there's a Hiskashus. In such a case, the responsibility of the Rebbe is to align his thoughts and to design the shear, the class, in such a way that it it is according to the Ramah, to the Madrega, to the level of the student. And therefore, the teacher, the Rebbe, regardless of what the subject is, the Rebbe is obligated <coughs> to be mitzamtzim, to constrict the thoughts that he has, in some of the schools nowadays, that's not such a hard thing to do. Like, you know, they'll get, like, a, an 18-year-old girl to teach 16-year-old girls. It's not much symptom that's going on. But traditionally, the the Rebbe, the teacher, needs to be mitzamtzim, needs to control and constrict his thoughts in order that the Talmud will be able to absorb and receive those thoughts. If the Rebbe does not do that, then not only will the Rebbe not be successful in teaching the child, the student, but most likely the student will walk out completely confused and bewildered by what happened at the year. So that hashpa of the Rebbe and the student is meduda, it's measured. According to the mida, according to the ability of the student to receive, the comparison is made like a like a tailor that's fitting a customer. Well, the garment has to be 
exactly according to the measurements of the of the customer. So too, the seichel of the Talmud, the intellect, the mind of the Talmud, must be according to the or, the hashpah of the of the rabbi, so that over time, so that over time, the entire way of thinking, the way that the Talmud, the way that the student thinks, is changed, is gradually upgraded, lifted up, in such a way where it adjusts to the mind of the Rebbe. Where there's a meeting, and it adjusts to the mind of the Rebbe. Not that he, at the beginning, by any stretch of the imagination, is where the Rebbe is, but over time. Months and years of Hashpah. Where the Rebbe identifies or attempts to adjust always his Hashpah, his or to the Talmud, that over time there's a Hashpah Pnimis, a deep Hashpah that changes the Talmud and that raises the Talmud to be Ke'en, to come to that place of the Rebbe, closer and closer over time to come to that place of the Rebbe. Because the hashpah, the or of the Rebbe, penetrates into the essence of the Talmud. That's an ideal Rebbe and Talmud situation. Obviously, when there are thirty kids in the classes, that's not going to happen. But ideally, that's that's the relationship. That's the most famous marshal. We're going to take that further in a few minutes. Of or pnimi in Chasidus. L'umas on the other hand, the Or Makif, the Moshal of the Or Makif, of the surrounding light, is where the Hashpah doesn't seem to have any interest at all in the Makabal. Where the Mashpia, the Or that's coming from the Mashpia, the Hashpah, does not take into account the ability of the mushpa, of the recipient, to be makabal, that or, to absorb that or, to understand that light. And the example in Chassidus is the light of the sun. Where the sun shines and illuminates the world, the often klali, in a general way, there are no havchanas when the sun is shining in that place. There are no distinctions that are made, whether it's a blade of grass, whether it's a mountain, whether it's a person tanning himself. There are no, there are no chilukim, there are no distinctions. There's no distinction in the light of the sun, how it's shining in Yushalayim, and Lahavdal in some, you know, some dumpster in Mumbai. There's no chiluk. The Ur Hashemesh is an Ur Klali. And Mimela, the Or Hashemesh, as the Tzamach Tzadik and the other Tzadikim explain, does not penetrate. The light of the sun does not penetrate in the way of Pneumius to any place. <coughs> it does not create any sort of a Kesher, a relationship. Wherever it shines, it does not create any 
kesher or yachas. There's no adjustment of of the world or that place in the world that is sunny to the sun itself. And therefore, because the light of the sun does not is not mitzamtzim itself, it does not descend in order to in order to adjust itself to the one who's receiving the light, the mead of the makabal, because of that, it cannot really penetrate into the essence of the makabal. That light is called an ormakif. That's clear. That's called an ormakif, a surrounding light. Now we're going to see, Mitzvah Hashem, not, not yet this week, we're going to see how everything in our Avodah Hashem is related to, those, to these two types of iris. Everything. These two, all the mitzvahs are divided according to these iris. How we learn, how we daven, everything is according to these iris. Now, there are a number of nafkiminids. <coughs> there are practical differences that become very obvious when we look at these two types of hashpah. The most obvious is that when we're dealing with our pnimi that penetrates, again, always think of the marshal of the Rebbe and the student. When it's an or pnimi that penetrates into the into the kishkas of the makabel, means that after that means that even after the period of hashpah has concluded, after the shiur is done, after the Talmud has moved on in his life to another grade to another place. After the conclusion of the Ashpah, the Shefa does not leave the Makabal. The Shefa does not leave the one who received it. On the other hand, when it comes to Hashpah Klolis, again, for, for giving you this is very simple in the explanation, but, but it, it's a fundamental principle in Chassidus that we need to understand. On the other hand, when we're dealing with Hashpah Samakiv, when the Hashpah is in such a way of a makif, since it was not absorbed into the makabal, the light of the sun, therefore, the moment that the Hashpah concludes, the moment that the Hashpah ends, nothing remains. Not even the slightest roshim remains. There is no shiraim or residue of that Hashpah. While it was happening, it was gewaldic. And the makabal enjoyed it very much like the person who is enjoying the sun. But after the, after the hashpah is finished, the makabal is, exists, ki'ilu me'olam, he never, he never experienced it. He might remember it, but there's no hashpah, there's no practical difference now that exists in his life. Therefore, in the case of a successful rabbi, the main measure of Hasloch when it comes to the Rebbe is always Ad Kama, to what degree did the Torah of the Rebbe penetrate the Talmud, the heart and the mind of the Talmud to such a degree that even after the Rebbe and the Talmud are no longer together, even after they're separated, the Talmud is filled with that or 
of the Rebbe. This I always found to be an astonishing thing, talking to old Jews who remember teachers of theirs from 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago. Well, I found that growing up, I couldn't remember my teacher the day after school ended. <laughs> not not just I couldn't I remember who he was, but it was Ki'ilu the whole year was, you know, the whole year didn't happen. It was when I talked to my, Rebbe, when I talked to my father's old son when he speaks of his, of his Rebbe, which is already a mice of almost 80 years ago. My father gets emotional and he, and he starts to quiver. It's almost 80 years ago when he speaks of his Rebbe. And we know that. We knew that my sister and I growing up, if, 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 my, if the Rebbe's name would be mentioned, my father would almost go to a different place. And he would always tell us that that that's how he survived, and that's how that's what gave him the kaiches to move on through his life, and so on. The Rebbe is Matzliach. Not if the student, not if the Talmud has to be with him all the time. If the student is clinging continuously to the Rebbe, and and time goes by, and and he finds that every single thing in his life, he has to ask his rebbe. That's also a sign that there was an unsuccessful circuit, an unsuccessful connection. Because it because if it was successful, if the rebbe was muslim, that means that the rebbe was poel was able to transform the Talmud into such a person who is saturated with the Rebbe's way of thinking, with the Rebbe's level of understanding. And even though it's a modified level of understanding, because it could be the Rebbe was a genius of geniuses and the Talmud is not, so it's modified in its level or its intensity. Nevertheless, the Talmud does not have to constantly call his Rebbe or go back to the Rebbe and ask these questions. If he does, it's a sin that he failed, that the Rebbe failed. It means that he, he has not been able to be mashpia in such a way where the Talmud is b'tzalmenukid musayinu. With the Talmud, with the student, is B'Tselem B'Demus, is in the image of the Rebbe. He hasn't absorbed the Rebbe. So, there was something that went wrong in the connection. He's constantly going to ask and to find out, and he's wondering, and so on. So something didn't happen in the connection. All of that is only when it comes to Or Pnimi. When we're talking about Makif, or Sayyid Kalaman, surrounding light, Makif, again using the marshal of the Or Hashemesh of the light of the sun. The sun has no union to change the world in any way. There's no union of the earth being able to be a makar, a source of light, as a result of its relationship with the sun. That's not the Indian of the sun. 
And therefore, the moment that the sun sets, darkness returns. Kilo, there was never any sunlight at all. So ever since Bracious, the sun rises with all of its strength and all of its energy and all of its power. And in all of those thousands of years since Abraeus, the sun has never ever been piled to create any mayor of its own, to create any students that have their own light, to change the world, to make the world into a place that has its own independent light. Therefore, the sun has to come up every every day. Shuv shuv, it has to do its job. Because if it doesn't, so then it will be dark. The hashpa of the sun is not memale, it does not penetrate, and therefore it doesn't transform anything into light. And finally, a very, very basic and important difference. <coughs> Regarding the Makabal. So now we've been focusing on the Mashpia. But a very basic difference regarding the Makabal. Since the objective of our Pnimi is that the Mashpia is seeking, the Mashpia is seeking to transform the Mushpa, the one who's receiving the Makabel. And as we learned in the first Nakuda, that because of that, the Mashpia must constantly be adjusting the, the intensity of light to the Makabel to make sure the Makabel gets it, to make sure that it's just right and custom designed like a suit that fits the Makabel, that's not enough. The Makabel himself could be the best Rebbe in the world, could be the most terrific Rebbe in the world. But if the Makabel does not prepare himself to meet the Mashpia, then regardless of, of how fantastic the Rebbe is and how custom-designed the lesson is, if the student has been, not been machshir himself, has not prepared himself, if he didn't do his homework, if he didn't prepare the Gemara, if he's not, one second, if he's not, if he's not um, making that effort, to do his best to receive the light of the Rabbi, so then the Hashbal will not take place. And it, it, will not, it will not penetrate the student. So a person might be, remember this, I've mentioned this in the past, many years ago when we lived in Queens, so I was learning in the afternoon, I was teaching in the morning, in the afternoon there was a kola from a chanchen for people who were bayim in the morning, 
And there are different tables in the shul. We were living downstairs in, in the shul in the Young of Queens Valley. And uh, there was a table of old Jews who, who had a, a dafyo mishia. And there was actually a very big tamachachim at that table who was doing the dafyomi with them. And then we had younger guys at the other table at Harusas and stuff. So there was a, there was a Jew who, who, uh, who, I know the family very well, and the second that the Rebbe would begin the Shia, this Yid put his head down on the Gemara. And it wasn't like five minutes later. Most people give it like five, ten minutes, right? Even in school, there's like, the, the teacher gets like a five-minute period, grace period, you know, where the kid is still like, looks like he's interested. This fellow, the second that the Rebbe would begin, it was, it was in Yiddish. And the second that the Rebbe would begin, this fellow was out. And I remember, because I used because we know the family, and at a simcha, I would meet his wife, and his wife would say, so what do you say about, about Yankel, that at his age, that he still, he sits, he goes every day to learn with you young guys. So I said to him, oh, it's Gavaldik. <laughs> From the second, and not only that, that the second that the Rebbe would end, the daf, he, he, he would wake up. It was an amazing thing. And the Rebbe would always make some sort of a... Ah, ah, uncle. But it was, it was perfect. Perfect. From beginning to end. So this, this is a Jew who went through the entire cycle of the Dafyomi. He never heard anything except, how's everybody? And it's time for Mincha. That was the only, thing he, that was the only words he ever heard. That was it. So the Rebbe, the Rebbe was a world-class Rebbe. It happened he was. No longer alive. It was a big Talmud Chacham. And it was a great schuss that they, that they had this Rebbe to, to learn the daf with them. But it didn't make a difference. Because this particular Talmud was not machshe himself by getting enough sleep or whatever it was. He wasn't, he wanted to, he obviously, to his credit, I mean, he came every day. It's an interesting thing. He came every day. But he, he wasn't prepared. Now that's one level of of a lack of hakshara, but we understand that if a talmud comes to a shir and he's not prepared, when it's not usually not with adults because that's designed for chevra that are just coming uh, once a week or whatever. But when you're in a regular gemara shir and the rebbe expects the preparation and and he wants you to do chazara, and he's moving on to the to, to the next Indian, or he's moving on to the next level of that Indian, whether the rambam or taisus or whatever. So the Talmud has to be ready to meet the Rebbe. And if he didn't prepare, then as much as the Rebbe is trying, he could, he, could be, he could be lost. He could be lost. Now, of course, this becomes a much greater challenge when there's a classroom of guys instead of one-on-one. One-on-one is very, very hard. I had once a Rebbe that I was able to have, my, I was able to be in a, a shir with this Rebbe one-on-one. There's a tremendous, tremendous Talmud Chacham, also a very famous Lambda who wrote important swarm, and he was very old. And uh, and I, I decided I wanted to try that. When I started there were there were three guys in this year and they disappeared and it was just me and this Rebbe. And it was the most unbelievable year of my life in learning. Unbelievable. Because I was constantly on guard. He, he was a genius. And not only that, <coughs> he was a extremely demanding rabbi. When I wasn't prepared, he would sometimes grab me and start shaking me, because I sat right next to him, and he would, start, he would grab me and start pulling me. 
And what's the matter with you? The Amaravs, you're a fed. You're a horse, you're an idiot, you start yelling at me. And my friends would watch from outside. It was like that was the big joke. You know, all the guys would come to watch what was going on. Because I sat my a foot away from him. I never had such a year in my life. It was exhausting, but it was it was gewaldic. And the second this year, oh, he you know, he he would walk with me, take my arm, and I'd walk him to his apartment and it was very, very sweet. But during the year, he would kill me. He mamish would kill me. And, but I, I had to prepare. And he didn't, let, he didn't let me get away with anything. With anything. And Torah was meant to be given in such a way. Any time it's a classroom, it's not going to be this type of Ashbah. The Rebbe could try as hard as he... But it doesn't work that way. What is it, my sheep? Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 that's not a ten. A ten is a lot of chadira pnimit, you understand? And it makes you happy for the next two weeks that you were in Miami. <laughs> and then you, move, then you go back to London, right? So it makes you happy, you're in Miami, so you had the sons Gavaldic, then, and you, you're in such a good mood, and then you go to London, uh, so you try to remember the sunlight of Miami to give you some... That's not a... That's not a hashpa. That's memory. That's not a hashpa. That's not a transformation. A ten... A ten is skin. Huh? Faith. It's the skin. What about a plant growing? One second. What? What about Ben Yom What about plants and trees? Yeah. That have that and it continues to nourish growth. The, yeah. The, look, the, the Tzemach Tzadik did not go into photosynthesis. It could be that he, it, 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 it could be that I'm not saying he wasn't he, he understood that the light of the sun was even back then it was clear that the light of the sun has the ability to help things help things grow, but it does not change any plant into a may ear. But a rebbe makes the boy into a rebbe. You understand? Kitzalmo, Kitzalmo, Kitmuso, the sun can't do that. It could turn you, it lasts for a little bit. It could put you in a good mood, it lasts for a little bit. It could even, it could even provide the nourishment, uh, how, the, how the sunlight works with the earth. It could do that. But, but sof ka sof. And, and it could heat up something, and because, as a result of it being heated up, uh, there's a change. But sof ka sof, it's not an ormeyer. It, it, it's not, it does not become itself. The, the plant will never be able to give that to another plant. But when the Rebbe teaches the Talmud, or the parent teaches the kid, then you, you go forward in time, and now the kid is teaching his kid. <laughs> <laughs> it goes forward. Because the Mikabal becomes a mayor. That can't happen. The son doesn't make anything to itself. Yeah, it, 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 when I said it doesn't leave any ration, it doesn't leave any ration of itself. It, it does something. It does something. It's poel something. But it doesn't make. It doesn't make any or. It can't do that. That's the. That's what the Tzemach is saying. Sorry, Davo, you say. Same, same yeah. idea. Okay. So. So therefore, in that in that avoda of pnimi, or in the hashpah of pnimi again. At the end, we'll take all of this to practical Abedaz Hashem and to answering the question that we began. 
in that marshal of the Rebbe in the Talmud, the Talmud obviously has to concentrate. He cannot be he cannot be involved in other things. He can't be with his with his cell phone. He has to be focused. Or else, even if the Rebbe says over the most beautiful explanation, he's not going to be a Makabalit. Therefore, Kishem, the same way that the Rebbe has to be mitzamsim his thoughts and to descend down to the mind of the student, the student has to clear out all of his, empty out his thoughts and to make his mind entirely free and clear to ascend, to meet the Rebbe. The student? I'm sorry, the student. So it's only when both of them are mikuvanim, are aligned, Rebbe and student, which is a hashpah that's called in the Svarim, Panim El Panim. That's how Hashem gave us the Torah. We weren't on our cell phones. Hashem gave us the Torah in such a way that it's called Panim El Panim, or Panim Bipanim, not Achor Ba'achor. Achor Ba'achor is an unsuccessful hashpah, back-to-back. Which doesn't literally mean have to be back-to-back, but it means that... Uh, you know, you can have a rabbi that's saying whatever he wants to say, and one or two of the Talmudim might get it, but the, the other 25 are lost. For different reasons. They're not paying attention. He doesn't care whether they get it. It's achor bachar. So a parent could be lecturing his kid, you know, for the hundredth time about something, and the kid is he's not paying attention, not interested, he's rolling his eyes. So there's, there's no pun uh, upon it. There's no meeting. Mashenikin, of course, when it comes to the hashpah, when it comes to the hashpah of the sun, there's no ingin of the world preparing itself to receive the hashpah. Or there's any interest on the part of the world to receive the hashpah of the shamash. A person just, a person just walks and if, if the, if the walks around, if the sun comes out, yofi, that's good. Whether he's thinking about the sun, or he's not thinking about the sunlight, if it could be that he's 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 on a job someplace in Miami, and he's working, he's going to get burned by the sun, whether he wants to or he doesn't want to, doesn't make a difference. He's working in a place. He's not lying on the beach sunning himself. He's not trying to get a tan. He's just out there doing his job. But he's going to get it. That's just how it is. It happens. There's no Indian of uh, Kesha. So now, let's, let's now move this to the next step. Let's talk about the person himself. The Swarm make a distinction between koichais makifim and koichais pnimium. This is level B. Koichais makifim and koichais pnimium. Or saivavim and mamalim. Lamashim. So understand. When it comes to the individual limbs and organs of the body, eyesight, being able to hear, and so on, the nefesh, the soul, 
is mashpia achias a vitality and energy that the nefesh is mashpia, which is bidiyuk for the purpose of that part of the body being able to function in a healthy way. And because of that, the chiyas ha-nefesh, that Samach Sadek explains, the chiyas of the soul, that's nimshechis, that is drawn to the eye, in order for the person to be able to see, is adjusted specifically for that organ of the eye, for the purpose of vision, and it's not the chiyas ha-nefesh that is nimshechis to the ear for the purpose of listening. The koiches ha of the soul are mimalim, those organs, fill those organs, and are custom designed to those parts of the body to accomplish specifically what Hashem Baruch wants that part of the body in a healthy individual to experience. When it comes to the Kaiches Makifim, which is what? What does it mean, the Kaiches Makifim? Could maybe explain that again before you just go on? Let me first just, I'll come back to it, I'll come back to it in a second. <laughs> the Kaiches Makifim means Etzemachai. Life itself is, life is a, is a Makif. What does that mean? It means that the general chiyas that every part of the body has, that it's alive, that it's functioning, the very fact that it's a living organism that's part of a larger organism, the very fact that it's alive is because of the etzem hachiyas, that which is called life, that mysterious thing that's called life, which is not different from whether it's the nose or the ear or the little toe. It's the it's chiyas, it's the chiyas, it's the life force and energy, the general life force and energy itself, which is a makif. There's no difference between the chiyas, that vitality that's called life, there's no difference between the brain being alive and the toenail of the person. There's no difference that Samuel Sadek says. Both the brain and the toenail are receiving the exact same energy and vitality that's called life. Another koach makif is rotsen, is will and desire. That means that if a person, when a person looks, he wants to look at something, or the person wants to speak, or the person wants to sing, or the person wants to think about something, or he wants to just take a walk. None of these activities that Samach Sadek says, none of these activities can take place without rotsen. The person wants to walk. It's a very subtle thing. It's not like he has to think, now I want to move my legs, unless, God forbid, he hasn't been well. He's in therapy. But if it's a healthy person... <coughs> He doesn't have to make, it's not a conscious husband. I want to move my legs. 
but there is a subtle rotsen, obviously that's there, and the swarm, and and all of the books, the science books, and so on, anatomy explain how this all works. But there's a rotsen that comes from the place of rotsen. If the person did not have any rotsen, he would just lie there in bed. He wouldn't move. So the rotsen animates the person. That rotsen that the person has that Semach Tzedek explains, is a general expression of life itself. It's a general rotsen. It's not a... It's not related specifically to the eyes that see, to the legs that walk. There's no aver. There's no part of the body. There's no mokim, mugdar, where the rotsen is. The Rotsen is a makif. There's a raw power that's called will. And then the person himself, the person himself, that takes with the kochaseichel. The Rotsen is just mafil. The Rotsen just <coughs> is an energy that the seichel now takes. And when the seichel takes that energy, the seichel translates that into walking, seeing, running, jumping. <coughs> mountain climbing, swimming, whatever it is that the person wants. There's no specific rotsen to speak, and there's no specific kocha rotsen to walk. There's a general kocha that's called will. The mind is the one that takes this energy of wanting this energy of will, the energy of Rotson, and translates it through the seichel. It becomes speaking, running, talking, and so on. Therefore, let me just finish this one thing, and I'll get back to you, David. Therefore, going back to the marshal, for those of you who, are, who have learned Tanya, learned Tanya, this is really in the in, in Perak Nun Aleph in Tanya, in 51 in Tanya. You can take a look there and you'll see that this is the Sherish of what we're learning. In Derek Mitzvah the Tzermosedek in Derek Mitzvah speaks about this particular Nakuda of life and Rotson, which is a little bit of an Edel Nakuda. He speaks about this more in the midst of Tzitzis. In the midst of Tzitzis, in Derek Mitzvah This Chiluk. But going back to the Marshal, there's no mokum, there's no musag, there's no concept of mokum, of a place, when it comes to chayim, life, and rotsen. When it comes to the koiches, hapnimia, the person, there's a mokum, there are eyes, there are ears, and so on. When it comes to the koiches, hapnimia, there's a place, there are places on the body, there are locations on the body. You can only speak of a mokum, of a place. One can only speak of a place <coughs> when there's a particular koach that relates to that particular part of the body. Then there's a place. There's a mokum. When we're talking about life, there's no mokum. It's the entirety. It's a general chiyas. 
When we're talking about rotsen, there's no mokum, there's no place. The rotsen is poil life, and rotsen a poil bechol hevor, in the entirety of the body. Everything the kachas klolim and mekifim inside of him, and therefore. There is no place of the body without the life. Or if we use the Lashon that we've been talking about since the beginning, there is no place of the body without life. The body is a living organism. Every cell, every molecule. Again, there's all a muscle to understand God in the world, right? We didn't get to God in the world yet. That's, next week we'll get to that. But lace also panui mine, there is no place on the body that is without life. There is no place without life. The, every molecule of the body is alive. It doesn't have a particular place. The body, every every molecule of the atom, every cell of the body is pulsating with life. It's living, it's breathing, it's alive. Not every part of the body can see or hear. Only the eye and the ears and so on. But every single molecule of the body is alive. How that works with Rodson is a little bit more complicated. We don't have to go into that more right now. But the marshal of life is very, very clear. It's very obvious. And because of that, you can't speak about any part of the body being alive. Of course, if God forbid somebody is mishutak, if, there, if there's a, a limb that was amputated, or if the person is paralyzed, he had a stroke, God forbid, and there's a part of the body that, that is mishutak. But of course that doesn't mean that that limb is not alive, it means it is. It's mishutak. I'm not, I'm not a scientist, I'm not going to explain, but everybody knows it doesn't mean it's, it's not alive. It's alive. It's troubled. It's, it's in a state of stress. <clears throat> If the limb had to be amputated, it's not because it's not alive, it's because it's endangering the rest of the body. It's alive. Sometimes it's crazy alive. That, that danger, and that limb has become a danger to infect the rest of the body. But it's alive. So paralysis or anything like that doesn't mean that it's not a, doesn't have chiyas. It, it, it just means that there's something wrong. It's mishutak. The same way that the word mishutak that they use for paralysis is when a, pers- a person, just the fact that he's not speaking, he's alive, he's just not, he's, he's not saying anything. Shotek. He's silent. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean he's not alive, and doesn't mean he doesn't have the kach at the evil. Shotek, he, he's silent, he's quiet. Now, because of all of the, oh, I'm sorry, David, yeah. Is no, no, the rabbi moved on to Makif. Yeah, so go, you want to go back lost. to Panimi? Yeah, I was very lost at Panimi. Okay, tell me what is it that... Uh, for part A was very clear, and the rabbi did it many times, and then when we got to this whole idea of strength and koichas and Panimi... Uh, koichas Panimi, meaning, meaning I saw that, 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 that something shifted when we were talking about the eyes, the ears, and all of that. Yeah. So there is a general koach, a Makif, that's called life. That's life. That's general. It means the entire body, right, is alive. Okay. It's life is not concerned with, if we could imagine it like a, a rabbi or the sun, right? That thing that's called life is like the sun. It's not concerned with the with whether it's the eyes that are alive or the nose or the toes. It's not concerned. 
life life is not is not that thing life which is the sunlight it's it's mechaye, it's a reality that's mechaye, the person but it has no mokum it has no place because it's not concerned with the individuated parts of who we are it's just life person's alive it means that every every that means that every cell every every organ has that has that equal <coughs> That equal measure of what's called life. Okay. That's an ormakiv. <clears throat> That's like the sunlight. It's not penetrating into the eye specifically to change this organ and make it into something which has this magical ability to see or to hear. It's just the body altogether is alive. Masha, any came when we're talking about karchas pnimium, there. That koch of the nefesh, which is called pnimi, a koch pnimi of the nefesh, there it's like a rebbe of the soul. Uh, you don't have to worry about that, the word nefesh right now. The rebbe here is intent on the eye understanding the lesson, and the nose understanding the lesson, and the ear understanding the lesson. So that the eye will be able to perform something that is wondrous, will be able to see, and that the mouth will be able to speak. That is like the Rebbe and the student. There's a relationship of Rebbe and student between the or of the soul and that limb, that organ. It's particular, it's individuated, and it's to get across this lesson of eyesight, of hearing, of walking and talking. When it comes to the ormakif of the soul, which is life itself, or will, there's no individual lesson that's being taught. There's no particular, there's no particular change that, that life is interested in. It's the light of the sun. It's just that the entire organism is breathing. There's no lesson, there's no shear that's being given over to change that person or to affect that person. It's just maintaining that status of being a living organism. That's all. But for the panimi, you, you can't leave out the Oran Nefesh. That's a key part. There's, it's, it's always well, a two-part it's 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 two thing. It's an or that's coming from the soul. That's Hashem made us. Where the soul has an interest to teach every limb its lesson. Okay. But the, the Oran Nefesh that's called Makif is not teaching any part of us any lesson. There are no shiurim. It's just shining its light. You're alive, buddy. Do whatever you want with your life. You want to you be a tzaddik, you can be a tzaddik. You want to be a rush, you can be a rush. Do whatever you like. You want to stay in bed all day, stay in bed all day. You want to go running a marathon, go run a marathon. I don't care. It's chis, you're alive. You do what you want with your life. There's no lesson, there's no shir, there's no pnimi. What do we call the two different sources of life? One is the source of from the nefesh. It's the same term. There's koiches makifim and koiches pnimim. Surrounding, external and internal. Just think of the sun and the Rebbe. Same thing. Okay, we'll, continue. we'll finish this next week.